Hello and welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, and as always, I'm joined by Allison Aletha. Hello. And Kevin O'Rourke. Hello. How are you guys today? I'm having a pretty good Easter Sunday. Yeah, same here. It's a nice, uh, lazy Sunday in the world of New York. Yeah, I, uh, I'm with you guys. It was a lazy day. Woke up late. Uh, stayed up late, in fact, playing Resident Evil 2. I finally... Gooey, uh, our friend of the show, Gooey Fame, uh, co-host of Virtual Theater, available on Podbean, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts, was, was just like convincing me that I got to get Resident Evil 2. So I finally did. Played it with Sam last night. Stayed up. So we slept in. We had some Easter waffles. And uh, I got, I'm on like my fourth cup of coffee here, so I'm pretty jacked up and ready to talk some Majora's Mask with you fine folks today. Um, really quickly before we get into the dungeons of Majora's Mask, I got a, really, a lot of really good feedback about our, um, our homage to Majora's Mask last week. What about you guys? Hearing all good things. Yeah, it was a really fun show. Um, it's really fun to be celebrating 20 years of Majora's Mask through, uh, through April, and it's true, as they say. April showers bring Majora flowers. Wow. Do they say that? Wow. I, they do. They do. God, Kevin. Okay. They do. <laughs> I, I feel like I've maybe have, I've heard a variant of that before, but I maybe I just must have missed the whole thing. Yeah, it's, uh, that's that's what April's all about. Bring the rain and bring on the spring. Oh, must be like the second day of clock town. Um, so yeah, I got a lot of really great feedback on that episode. Uh, thank you to everyone that uh, responded positively to that. I, you know, I do love on this show. Sometimes we put on our, our critical hats and we take a hard look at Zelda and like kind of critique it because nobody wants to hear us praising Zelda over and over and over all the time. But it is nice sometimes to just like take that critical hat off and just talk about a game that we love, a game that's near and dear to us, and uh, like just replaying Majora's Mask just reaffirmed that it is one of my favorite Zelda titles. So I, I had a really good time just talking about it. Uh, I was watching Allison play Majora's Mask the other night, which is also fun because Allison was on the struggle bus there, which is, you know, <laughs> fun to hang out and see. Um, but today I'm going to put back on my critical hat and we're going to talk about the dungeons of Majora's Mask. And of course, Next week, we're going to dive into the side quests of Majora's Mask, and I I think that the side quests are really where the game shines, but that's next week. This week is all about the dungeons, and I have, um, I have some thoughts about the dungeons. I don't, I don't know that, uh, I'm in, I'm as in love with them as I think you are, Kevin, but, um, I guess, you know, we might as well just get right into it here let's get uh, let's get started on hot note and let's let's just jump in let's talk about the first dungeon from Jorah's mask woodfall temple um ko do you want to kick us off kind of with your thoughts about this dungeon uh yeah sure thing um i'd love to talk about woodfall kick us off here um so one thing i do want to mention before we we really dive in here is uh just kind of setting like how majora's mask works a bit um, in general, in the game, I feel like it, it takes a little while to get to Woodfall. I don't know if that kind of like skews the perspective on the dungeon, but it does take a little bit. Like you have to trudge through a few areas where I feel like, and I don't want to just make a bunch of comparisons to Ocarina of Time, but I'm going to do that anyway. Um, you get dropped right in the dungeon 
for Ocarina of Time. Like, you're romping around the woods, you get your shield, you get your sword, and then boom, you're in the Great Deku Tree. Um, a little bit different in Woodfall, and I think that's also a plus here. You're able to walk into the dungeon, you could have bombs, you could have the blast mask, you could have bomb chews. Um, and I think that that kind of changes everyone's sort of gameplay through the dungeons, and I think that's something that Majora's Mask does pretty well. Um, but with Woodfall in particular, I think it's a good intro dungeon. It's not too difficult. Um, thematically, it makes sense. You're right there in the swamp. It ties into that theme. It's this weird, spooky kind of place that has some really cool like architecture built in. Uh, it's not too like foreign-looking. Um, it seems like it, it fits right there in the swamp. And um, it's just, I don't know, there's just something about this temple. It's, it's really cool. Hmm. Um, you mentioned that it's a good intro dungeon. I actually, I don't know that I agree, but, and I like, I kind of agree, but I kind of don't because I think that you're right. Um, the temple, it doesn't come right away. Like you could be probably, you could be on your third or fourth three day cycle by the time you actually get to Woodfall. Exactly. And when, when I think of an intro dungeon, I think of something like the Deku tree or like, uh, cave tale from Link's Awakening, or it's like one of those dungeons that you do like gnarled root, like you do it immediately. You you play for a long time before you get into Woodfall. So to me, it's kind of like um, it, it doesn't really have the same properties as a intro dungeon to me. Like it's, I feel like intro dungeons can kind of be um, categorized by like. They're easier to navigate. They generally, like, you get your companion or whatever telling you how to do a lot of things, like move crates, open doors, shoot arrows, blah, blah, blah. There's none of that here. Like, this is a full-fledged, like, dungeon. So I, I, I don't know that I love it as an intro dungeon, but I do I do agree that it is, um, it's a really, it's a solid dungeon. And actually, before, before I kind of get sidetracked and expand on that point, I guess I'll turn it over to you, Al. Just give us your thoughts about Woodfall. Okay. Um, my thoughts when I was replaying it is that I was thinking, this is probably the point where I know the most of what's going on. I feel like everything after this point, I'm gonna, I have completely forgotten because I find that I always start new games of Majora's Mask and I'll definitely get through Woodfall. Um, I like Woodfall. I think it's a good dungeon. Um, I like getting the fairies in that one. I like the enemies. I like knowing what I'm doing. But then after Woodfall, I kind of taper off because of the other dungeons, and I'll talk about that later. So I was glad that I was well-versed in it. Um, I really enjoy, like Kevin said, the theme of it, like going to the swamp. And I kind of see what you guys are saying, that it is a little bit farther, like you go through a lot of the game before you get there. But I think that's fine because there's not a lot of dungeons in this game. And so mm -hmm. you're doing a lot of other stuff instead of doing seven or eight dungeons like previous Zelda games. So I think it's okay where it's at. Um, I also agree that it's probably not... It doesn't feel like an intro dungeon to me either. It doesn't feel like it's um, like a... Like a here's how to do the stuff that you're trying to do kind of dungeon. Right. Tutorial, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um. We've been, we've been going for like 10 minutes and we've just finally stumbled across the word tutorial. Thank you, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you get what I'm saying? I, I like this yeah. dungeon and 
it I am comfortable enough with it that it's one of the things that I f actually finish in Majora's Mask when I keep starting new save files. So I'll talk about the other dungeons later, but I'm good with this one. Yeah, I, I think that Majora's Mask doesn't give you an intro dungeon per se, but like it's um, quote unquote, I'm using air quotes here. It's intro dungeon is the first three day cycle where you don't have your ocarina, you're going around and then eventually it That's culminates fair. with you getting to the top of the clock tower and fighting Skull Kid. That's really kind of your intro because it tells you, it, it kind of explains to you like how the three day system works, how you are going to be using time and using people's schedules, um, how you can go back in time. Um, so I think that that's really more the intro, whereas Woodfall, I would equate it to like your second or third dungeon. It, like if this were Twilight Princess, Woodfall would be like the Goron Mines or, or Lake Bed or something mm -hmm. like that. That's fair. Um, so I think, I think, and this is going to be a running theme with the dungeons of Majora's Mask. I think that Woodfall is really solid. Everything about it is pretty good. There's nothing that I don't think that it doesn't do well. Um, it has it has great music. I think the music is actually probably my favorite thing about Woodfall. Oh yeah, it's, just it's got good this music. This frantic beat. Yes, um, I think the best dungeon music in the game, which I I can hear everyone already being like, "Well, Stone Tower." I think <laughs> Woodfall is better. Um, it, there's this. The fairies are straightforward. They're easy to find, which I appreciate because they can get pretty confusing in later dungeons. Uh, the bow is a good enough item to get in a dungeon you know it, it is what it is it's a staple it's not super exciting but we need it and uh i like like i said last week i like being deku link so that you know i like spending time as him in this dungeon um but again the dungeon to me is just like it's pretty good and i actually feel that way about every dungeon in this game i feel like all of the dungeons are pretty good none of them are great None of them are terrible. I feel like they're all living somewhere in that middle kind of range. Um, and we're also, uh, just for everyone listening to, we're going to be covering some of the like mini dungeons or side dungeons as well. So we'll we'll dig into those. But as far as like actual, you know, this is a dungeon with boss fights, keys and maps and etc. I think that Woodfall is pretty good. Not great. Um, the final boss fight with... Uh, Odalwa is okay. I think that's one of the weaker fights in the game mm -hmm. as far as bosses go. So I, you know, I, I think that it's, uh, it's pretty good. It would be how I would say it. Yeah. I, I think just say... to jump on the Odalwa really quick, yeah. um, I think the 3D version does a lot better job with that boss fight, whereas in the original game, you you never need to be Deku Link. You could just kind of slash at him as, as young Link and, and take him down. Right. I like that they kind of coordinate like the Deku scrub a bit into the uh, into the boss fight. I was gonna say something similar with the boss fight. Um, I feel like it was a little more difficult, probably just for me, just because I'm not that great at Majora's Mask. But um, it was a little more difficult in the N64 version and the and this 3D version. It was a little bit it was a little bit easy for me. I I 100% yeah. agree with you. 100%. When I was fighting him, um, the first time I played this remake back in 2014, I creamed him in like right. like two seconds. Like it, it, like it's it was over like instantly. Which I think um, is weird. And, and I was just like, man, that was it, that yeah, it's easy because he's like Odalwa looks really cool. He has like it, it's a it's a boss that I would like really like to have like kind of an in depth battle with, mm -hmm. but it's just like it's over like like that. Yeah, he's and pretty quick. It's like a Goma fight. Yeah. 
it's just yeah. kind of strange to me because I feel like as we're talking more about the rest of the dungeons, the rest of the bosses are not that easy. No. It's very simple. Yeah, Odawa's mm. a good, he's a piece of cake compared to the rest of the guys. Yeah. Um, Which is funny because we were just talking about how this isn't really like your intro dungeon, but like you have this kind of intro dungeon boss. Yeah, at there the end you go. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still in the camp of where I feel like this is, it does a good job of introducing you to like, Maybe not so much like, uh, I don't want to say like, it, it doesn't hold your hand. I don't want to say it does that, but I think it shows you like everything that you've got going on in, in Majora's Mask's dungeons. You know, you're finding stray fairies, they're not just like, you have to look for them. Like you fight a few enemies and you get some stray fairies, you know that you're able to find them. Um, you use Deku sticks, Deku nuts. Um, you use the bow very effectively in this dungeon. Um... And you use the Deku Flower like a ton. You can use that in a few creative ways, like against the uh, the Gecko fight with the Turtle. Mm -hmm. um, you use it against Adawa. You could pop out and knock those. Oh, those worst. The worst thing about this dungeon, those dragonflies. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I those guys are terrible. Um, yeah, I think it just it does a good job of like tying all of the uh, the meat and potatoes of what you're trying to do in that dungeon together. That's fair. I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate that. There's no like um, one. I, I would say, like, dungeon's pretty good. I think I would. I think I might say that this is my favorite dungeon in this game. I think I might be prepared to say that. Okay. I don't know. What do you? I we'll we'll get to your guys' favorite. But is this anyone else's favorite? I'm it's thinking my probably favorite. not. I I will. Oh, okay. Say that. Yes. Yeah, it's not there mine. You go, Kevin. I, I can guess what yours is. Um, <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised. There. Maybe I will you be surprised. You might be surprised. Actually. All right. Um, let's talk about Snowhead. I'm going to take the complete opposite stance where <laughs> I'm going to say this is probably my least favorite dungeon in the game. But like, but again, it's not terrible. Like it's, it's pretty good. You know, it's just less pretty good than, than Woodfall is. It's like, <laughs> if Woodfall is like a 7, this is like a 5.5 or a 6 to me. Mm -hmm. um, the the one thing that I notice about this dungeon right away, actually there's three things that I will, uh, and this, this is kind of my common critique of the dungeons in this game. And like, for me personally, these are things that I like kind of base my ratings of dungeons around. I think that the music is really bad. It's just... It's okay. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't seem to fit the theme for me. Like it's kind of too peppy, too happy to be in like this this snowy temple. It doesn't have that. You know when like you're on a snow level, you can kind of hear that. I don't know what instrument they use, but it's like it makes it sound snowy and icy. You know what I'm talking about mm -hmm. here? Yeah, I know what you mean. It's kind of like a high pitched kind of bell sort of thing. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a got like that, that Christmas vibe going yeah. on. Yeah. Well, like, there's none of that here, and call me a traditionalist, but like, I, if I'm in a nice, if I'm in a nice dungeon, I want some ice music. You know what I mean? You want some jingle bells? Yeah, <laughs> like, give, give me more cowbell. Give me some bells. Me some I got a fever. Bell. I got a fever. <laughs> so, I, that's one thing I noticed right away is like the music is pretty pedestrian. Um, I don't like the item in this dungeon. Oh, I love and the this item. This is a theme. And Kevin, I we kind of touched on this last week, and I think that we'll kind of get into it, you know, as the show goes on here. But uh, you know, the bow in Woodfall Temple, the bow isn't a super exciting item, right? Um, it's just it's a staple in Link's arsenal, so like you have to get it at some point. That was the big item in the Forest Temple in Ocarina of Time. That's my favorite dungeon ever, so I can live with that. This one, I'm just like, uh, 
you know, like I, I would rather like a new unique item or something like that. And you just kind of get the fire arrow. So I'm like, all right, this is fine. Like we, we know the fire arrow. We've used it before. Um, whatever. This this is good enough. But I, I was left a little bit disappointed. And I think that the layout of the dungeon is kind of, it's it can be a little bit confusing. I think, especially if you're going back and like looking for fairies, mm. which is a big theme in this game. Because like, if you if you're not really well versed in Majora's Mask, you're gonna have to go back to the to the dungeons and look for fairies. So to me, the the layout in this dungeon is a little bit like I, I got kind of topsy turvy a few times, which is strange because I was expecting to get turned around in Great Bay and I never did. But in Snowhead, I was like, okay, where the hell am I? So yeah, I, I think that it's like. For me, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, again, it was okay, but it wasn't as, maybe I'll say this, it was okay, but it wasn't pretty good, except for the boss fight, which I'll save until we, we get to there, but, like, what did, what did you guys think about Snowhead? Go for it, Allison. Um, I, I kind of, how should I say this? When I was a kid, I found, I, I would have agreed with you, Andy, because my brothers and I were very confused by this dungeon. We had to, like, raise and lower the pillar a million times to finally get it right but this time playing it through aside from you and mossy's helping me get to that dumb alcove with the fairy (laughs) (laughs) um i i felt like i was a lot more comfortable and i didn't need a guide and i was able to get all the fairies and i was able to do the pillar like i think twice i only had to raise it twice so i feel like i feel like when now that I was, I'm an adult playing it. It was more. I'm. It made more sense to me than when I was a kid. So I was okay with the layout. I was okay with the puzzles. It was definitely something I could do. And even though I didn't remember all of it, and I was like, okay, this isn't as bad as I remember. The music is bad though, so I'll agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like the, I like that you just get to roll around as a Goron a bunch, and I think thought that was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, you just get to smash things and stuff. Although I don't care for it in the 3D version, how you have to press A to come out of the ball, I I, I feel like mm-hmm. that was a yeah. Hassle. So aside from that and the music, I actually really like this dungeon compared to when I was a kid. Yeah, I feel you with that too. Like I, I remember way back when playing this on the N64, and I was not the biggest fan of Snowhead. I always thought it was very confusing. Um, I was the kind of person that would sit down playing the game and I'd draw out a map. And doing that, like looking at the layout of the dungeon, like I know it now, I've played this game, I don't know, like 3,000 or 12,000 times at this point, somewhere in between there. And, um, you know, way back it was, you had to just draw a map and kind of figure out where to go. And you, there's some areas where it's like, you're going upstairs and then you end up on another part and you're like, Okay, yeah, I can kind of look down from where I'm at and kind of see where I was before, but it's not abundantly clear. Um, I think maybe, like, since I've played it so much, I kind of don't get that, like, topsy-turvy, like, okay, where am I, like, disorientation with the game. Um, And I think that almost works towards its advantage now. Um, It makes this dungeon feel pretty big. Um, It makes it feel huge. But the downside to that is if you fall... It feels awful. Mm-hmm. It feels right. terrible if you fall off, especially if you like Allison. you trip. <laughs> especially, 
Especially if you like if you like trip on a rock as a Goron and for whatever reason or you run out of magic <laughs> right when you're gonna hit that incline and just and fall right down. Oh, it feels terrible. Um, and Majora's Mask does does a lot more with the magic than in um, than in Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time, you never need to use the fire arrows. Ever. At all. There's no instance where you need to. In this game, you have to use the fire arrows a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the camp of being a very big fan of the bow. And I think that Especially in this game, like you use it all the time. You use the magic arrows. I always thought that was so cool, and that still kind of sits with me. Um, the only magical arrows you really needed to use in Ocarina was the, the light arrows. So having that uh, be like a central thing, it was always really cool for me. Uh, being able to just like blast some guys with fire arrows and just watch them you know, collapse or uh, melting some stuff and solving puzzles with that. I always thought that this dungeon did a pretty good job with that. Use the fire arrows. Use the Goron pretty well. Um, there's also an abundance of magic throughout, like, and just in general in the game, and also in this dungeon. So, like, if you lose some magic, okay, like you just smash a pot, you've got some magic back. It's it's not too um, stingy on it. Well, you just use so much more magic in Majora's Mask than you know, your average Zelda game that I think... I actually... I can't imagine... I was telling Allison this the other night. I can't imagine playing Majora's Mask and not getting the upgrade for the magic mm-hmm. meter. Mm-hmm. Which actually, thank God that they, they switched from the N64 version to the That's 3DS right. version where you get the, the magic in the first temple instead of the second. Yeah, they give you that great spin now in Snowhead, which I think was mm-hmm. a good move. There's a couple of little changes, too, that they did. Like, they, you get a bottle earlier on. You have the ability to get it from the uh, from the swamp, so you've got an extra bottle that you can you know tote around with while you're playing through some of the later uh, later temples and dungeons. Um, there's one downside that I do not like still with Snowhead. They throw so many wizardrobes at you. You got two wizardrobe fights. Oh, there I is like the wizardrobe fights. Ma- Majora, ugh, it, the problem. I like the the wizardrobe fights. They're quick. Um, this one kind of mixes things up where you have Wizrobe up on a higher level and then he can like bounce around to more platforms. But, oh, by God, there are like too many Wizrobe fights in this game. There there are four instances that I can think of where you fight the Wizrobe. I'm glad that you brought that up because actually I was saving this critique for when we get to Stone Tower, but I'll just go ahead and say it now. Yeah. You fight the Wizrobe in here twice. You fight him again in Stone Tower you fight him again in like kind of the the mini dungeon uh, on, behind the waterfall in Ikana. It's yes. like it's like come on, like <laughs> there was a sale guy, on his robes. It's and... not that interesting of a fight. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and you fight him in the yeah in the Ikana castle. You fight him in the uh, behind oh, that that's waterfall. Right. So you fight him five times. Yeah, he's uh, just leave it to Booker T. Like let him be the five time champ. We don't need oh, uh, my... we don't need Wizrobe running around. Yeah, that's. It's just too many Wizrobes. I love this game, but yes. it just feels like they were just like, ah, we gotta have a mini boss for the for the fire arrows. What do you want to do? Or right before the um, uh, the boss key, what do you want to do? It's like, ah, we got that Wizrobe. Let's throw him in there and give him some more platforms. And when you, and you know what? I actually like. Um, I brought it up in Stone Tower because I think that uh, I think that. Wizrobe in Snowhead is actually fine because that's the first time that you see him, right? So you're not like 
you're not overexposed yet, mm-hmm. but like when you get to Stone Tower, it's like, oh my god, yeah, this like, guy again? Just retire this guy. And Stone yeah, Tower has it, enough like, bosses too. Yeah, it would be like if you fought the uh, the the giant like floating eye boss every single mini dungeon in this game. It's like okay, like this <laughs> this is a cool design, but like now let's move on. Yeah, you know, like, and I don't know what that guy's name is. I'm sorry, I don't know your name. Who Wart? Is is his name Wart? He looks <laughs> He's like got Wart. all the balls, yeah. jelly balls yeah, around yeah. him. Yeah, that's Wart. All right, well, I thought he was a Mario Bro guy. Uh, different Wart. <laughs> oh, okay. Tell me uh, what's yeah, worse, they... though. The whiz robes, doing the whiz robes over and over again, or imprisoned fight over and over again? Oh, the imprisoned, for sure. Or Skyward Swords bosses, for sure. Wow! Why wow. are we fighting yeah, Mulderac I... twice? You know what? I, I don't want to... I wasn't going to drag you this episode, Kevin, but Skyward Sword has spectacular bosses, and I don't think... I don't think Skyward Sword's biggest detractors will disagree with that. <laughs> I want to hear it on record that you agree. <laughs> no, I disagree. Servo Part 2, Mulderac Part 2. Skirvo is I'd, an I'd awesome fight an fight. army of Wizzrobes before I fight Mulderac for the second time. Whatever, Kevin. <sighs> Let's talk about scoundrel. Goat. Oh, Goat. Goat. Uh, I love this fight. I think that this is the weakest dungeon in the game, but I think this is the best boss fight in the game. That is... I, I love it and it goes back to what you said Allison rolling around as a Goron is such a blast and like it's a big track you've got all this stuff coming at you lightning uh, boulders just like and you're racing to keep up I, I love it and I think that it's uh, they, I don't think that they changed a whole lot from N64 to 3DS other than perhaps making the eye bigger on GOAT that you can hit him with fire arrows I don't yeah, know if it's... you can do that on N64 the big change is the eyeball, and Goat also, um, in 64, he'll just kind of hang out. Mm-hmm. And you could roll to a certain point, transform, and just blast him with, with arrows. Right. And he'll go down. They kind of alleviated that. He just keeps kind of trucking mm-hmm. in uh, in 3D. They change him a little bit. But Goat, I think, is the one so- boss that's pretty untouched. Yeah, generally speaking, um, I remember the fight being pretty similar. I do too. And I, I think that Goat actually, like, he elevates this dungeon for me. If we had if we had um, Woodfall with Goat as the boss, that would be, like, a, a great dungeon, I think. <laughs> and if we had Snowhead with uh, Odalwa as the boss, that would be a lackluster dungeon. But they kind of even themselves out in my mind. Yeah, this is the first time on the show I've heard you speak positively about a goat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I agree, well, you're not though. Wrong. I really like this boss fight. It's it's just a lot of fun. And it it's kind of a challenge, too. Like, they don't make it easy where you just, you know, you just keep rolling and then you keep hitting them. Like, no, like you said, Andy, they've got bombs and rocks falling from the ceiling and lightning and... If you accidentally hit a ramp before you're ready, then you you have to start over with like ramping up your magic. I I think it's a lot of fun. It it's just it's just one of those that I don't mind that I have to beat this boss over and over again to get certain things in this game. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think Goat I, I is. I totally agree. Goat's probably the best boss in not only this game but maybe in the series. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't. Go I don't that know. Far. He's cool. I think there's a couple bosses from Skyward Sword that uh, that uh, oh, imprisoned two maybe or three. have a claim to that title. Yeah. Gear him alone. I love fighting more than Goat. 
Goat, goats on. good people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, so let's talk about our first mini dungeon. And I'm talking, of course, about the Pirate Fortress. This is, I mean, it's basically the same thing as, um, like, the Gerudo Training Grounds from Ocarina of Time. But I, I'm a fan of stealth gameplay in general. I really am a fan of stealth gameplay in the Zelda series. I, I think I was kind of talking off the wall to some people um, when I was playing Wind Waker a couple weeks ago. And this is a slight spoiler for when we do the dungeons on that show. But Forsaken Fortress is my favorite dungeon in that entire game. And you don't even have a sword. So, like, I just, I really love mm -hmm. the stealthy kind of elements um, in Zelda. I do, um, I, I do think that the stone mask makes it uh, too easy. I'm not a fan. Well, I, I mean, in the N64 version, you could get the stone mask before you go to the Pirate Fortress, but, like, I don't think that a lot of people would have thought to go out of the way to, to Econa Canyon and get it. Mm -hmm. And this, in this version, it's like, yeah, he's right you see there. the dude right there. It's pretty hard to miss getting the stone mask. They don't outwardly tell you that if you put it on that nobody's going to recognize you, but, like, it's it's kind of implied enough, so it does make it kind of a breeze, but um, I, I am a fan of, uh, of this fortress, even though it's kind of... It's kind of like a retread of what we've already done in Ocarina of Time. I think that they added enough with kind of the the Zora parts and some of the, like, you have the kind of objective of, of stealing some of the eggs. I, I liked it. What did you guys think? What about you, Kevin? I I like the uh, the Pirate Fortress. Um, yeah, there's there's not much bad to say about it. Um, just to talk about the, uh, the guard, Shiro, um... You do need a um, a red potion, and you kind of need to like know right. that beforehand. Or I mean, you could you could throw the lens of truth on. Tattle kind of tells you a little bit about him. I think that's a good change that he's there, because otherwise he's just way out of the way, hanging out. He's he's very lost and very invisible. Um, this area is good. Um, I like the I like that you get the hook shot here. I think that's the other thing too that kind of outweighs the um, the bow getting upgrades throughout the uh, throughout the temples is um, you get these key items through these sort of like mini areas or like in between parts I think Majora's Mask does a lot of things that are like kind of vital in between your main dungeons so like uh, going through the ranch uh, fighting the aliens if you want to get that stuff um, you know you have to Technically, you do need to race the Gorman brothers to get the Garrow Mask in order to complete the game. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like, those are some things that are, like, required items. The Captain's Hat, stuff like that. Um, so it's cool that you get the hookshot here and you kind of, like, break in, romp around, shoot pirates, knock them out, and then, like, go and steal their hookshot. And then also, like, steal the um, Zora eggs. Uh, there's quite a few in here. You need to get four. So if you don't have all those bottles... You do have to make another trip, but I think that they, uh, and th there was some foresight with this with N64 and, uh, you know, 3DS version as well. Once you get the hook shot, it's easy to get back in. Um, you can hook right across on the right-hand side, so it's not too terrible to have to, like, you know, swim on through, hit the Goron switch, go underneath that grating, and then go through the whole Pirate Fortress. Once you've done that once, uh, and you scooped up the hook shot, you could do it again, so... You have some right. good fights with the Gerudo. I think Majora's Mask is pretty good with that in general. Is like once you achieve like a certain checkpoint where like you get an item or like you you get something or like an owl statue, they let you go back to where you were. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, it's it's pretty forgiving in that regard, and I think this um, it's just a good fun area. The stealth is cool, and uh, you could snap a picture for later and uh, give it to the um, fisherman. Mm -hmm. Get a little horse. Um, was it? I, I called him a horsey, seahorsey. I forgot that you needed to do that. Actually, I had to go back. You had to go back and snap another picture. I did. Yeah, yeah. if you know the path, you could just do it. But um, it's nice to have that that little guy. You miss out on a heart piece if you don't do it too. Hmm. Uh, what do you think, Al? Um, I liked it. I thought it was uh when I was going to it in this latest playthrough, it was kind of like, ugh, I really don't. I don't want to do this. This feels like a chore. But I actually kind of liked it. Um, I had help. Somebody told me. Uh, shout out to Catherine. She told me that I needed more bottles. And even with four bottles, let me tell you guys something. Why are there fish in those tanks with the Zora eggs? Yeah. I missed a Zora egg because I thought I got it, but I oh, got a fish. Oh, you scooped the fish up? Oh. And when I got to the laboratory... Ah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I had a fish and not a Zora egg. That is the worst. Oh, dear. Um, Why are this... there fish in there? This game does a better job, too, where every time you scoop up a Zora egg, Tattle kind of gives you, like, a little chime, like, oh, there's only a few left. Like, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, she Well, obviously does. it doesn't do that good of a <laughs> job. Yeah, not that great. Tattle isn't like, hey, did you mean well, to scoop that fish up? It's weird that they're in there. It's awful. It was they my put last right one, that level. so I kind of didn't think that she was going to... Like, she didn't say anything, so I didn't think oh, it was boy. weird. Okay. Oh, but that's the worst. Anyway. Yeah, they should just throw some of those clams in from the water temple at that point. <laughs> Didn't they have some in the N64 version? They had the clams in the tanks. I think they were the clams at the bottom in the uh, seaside lab. <sighs> they, they were somewhere, because I remember you had to go into a very, very small, small tank. Small, yeah. And there were the clams that would just, like, ravage you. Yeah. Yeah. And you got that shark. I think the fish is worse. Like that one little shark in the... Uh, Ocarina of Time. Right. You're fighting the shark and John um, Plambo. That was very brave of you to admit that on the show, Allison. Hey, uh, I, I take know. my hat off to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's funny things happen. You gotta learn to laugh. You know, even if it's at your own expense. I've aside been there many that, times. You know, aside from that, me like mess up. I I liked it. You know, if you have all the necessary tools, you don't have to do it more than once. <laughs> Okay, let's uh, let's get going and let's uh, talk about Great Bay Temple. And uh, this this surprised me when I played it. Um, before I dive into my thoughts, Kevin, why don't you kind of take us away and give us your your notes on Great Bay? Sure. So, uh, Snowhead, not my favorite temple. Woodfall, not my favorite temple. Great Bay is oh, okay. My favorite temple in this game. Nice so weird yeah isn't that weird it's just a little you're you've always been an odd one kevin yeah i try uh great bay is a cool temple it's got cool music uh you're using the the zora mask um i think it's it's kind of tough uh some of the like the mini bosses in here are tough as well um i think that the 3d version kind of makes things a bit more I don't know I don't want to say like accessible but it it makes the switches make a bit more sense whereas in the N64 version I think sometimes it's not very clear on what exactly you need to do um, 
I think the fun thing about Great Bay is that it's a little bit similar to Snowhead, but it's kind of different as well. Where you have this main central room with this giant uh, spinning... It's almost like you're in like a big blender. Um, and that mechanic kind of alters the dungeon, so you're directly in control of like messing with these these levers to try and like alter the dungeon. I always thought that was something that was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. I like the, the aesthetic of this place is, is pretty sweet. Um, it's a bit different compared to the other temples too. It seems more like manufactured. Um, there's more like mechanical pieces. There's these levers. There's these like geysers and gears and all these like co- cool gadgets and gizmos that are, you know, more modern than the other temples. Um, it reminds me a lot of some of the cool parts in the Lanera region in Skyward Sword, where you have like the you know the mechanical stuff in line with some of the uh, things that are kind of like more uh, traditional or like part of you know part of the landscape. Um, I get some like city in the sky vibes from Twilight Princess. Um, the boss fights here, we got Gecko and we got Wart. Um, you do use the ice arrows with Gecko. That's kind of a fun fight. You do fight Gecko a few times throughout this game too, but he's he's not as much of a chore as like the Wizrobes. Uh, Wart's kind of a troll, but uh, he's okay though. You only fight him. He's once. not. So, yeah, you only fight him one time. He's he's not he's not the worst. Um, and you do get the ice arrows after doing that. Um, I like the ice arrows. I like the puzzles with them. Shoot some Octos, freeze them, cause platforms, freeze one of those Chew guys. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, there's just something about this dungeon where it's it's tough. I think it might be one of the more difficult dungeons in this game. Just from, like, the size and knowing where to go, it's a little bit of a maze. It's really awesome flying around and, and uh, well, not flying around, but swimming around as the Zora. I think the movement is incorporated very well in this dungeon, whereas in Snowhead, you're kind of just, like, rolling as the Goron around a little bit. This is, like, you're in, you're the Zora. You're committed to this. I like Great Bay. It's my favorite dungeon in this game. It's pretty sweet. Hmm, okay. I'm ready for you guys to uh, give some counterpoints, too. (laughs) Um, once again, I felt like it wasn't as tough as I remember as a kid. Um, that said, though, it's, uh, this is going to sound weird, but I like the water temple from Ocarina of Time better than this, this dungeon. Wow. Um, it's just, I don't know. There's just parts of it that I'm just like, I'm kind of going through it and I'm like, yeah, or this, but whatever. That's just kind of how I feel about it as a whole is kind of whatever. I did like the, um, the mini boss fights, Wart, you keep calling them. I, when I finally figured out that you could just quick spin the bubbles, I was like quick spinning all over the place for days, and that was kind of fun. Um, but the ice arrows in the 3D version of the game, they like they hold your hand too much, and they tell you what to <laughs> hit with the ice arrows. And I was kind of, I was kind of like, ugh, this is this is a little bit annoying because you can't shoot anywhere else with the ice arrows except the, for the sparkly spots. Right. Yeah, they give you those little like platform place them here ironically you can shoot the ice arrows anywhere in only in the boss chamber for some reason that's retained so you can make ice platforms in there and george has like some like logic on like 
jumping up and like breaking those. It's kind of weird, but it's cool. Hmm. Um, I feel like what I would want in the 3D version is the 3D version of the dungeon aside from the ice platforms um, because it does make it a little bit more easier to understand. Um, uh, like the N64 version is a little more confusing, but I would prefer the Zora swimming in the N64 version for this revamped dungeon because I don't think the Zora swimming in the 3D version is very smooth at all. It's just super choppy. It's kind of rough to deal with. You have to... Right. I, I like bip-bopping around and bouncing all over the place. I know Kevin said that was a that was a hindrance for him in the N64 version than last week, but I disagree. I, I think that makes it more fun, and it's a lot smoother to me. So I kind of would like to mix the two, and then I feel like it would be better experience overall. But otherwise, it's just a eh, like, in the middle, I don't hate it, I don't love it dungeon. Yeah, I, I think that's like the, again, the prevailing theme for me is like, it's pretty good. I was surprised by this one because I remember not liking it at all. Like, I would have said that this dungeon wasn't great, but I, I think that the 3D version does make it more accessible. It feels brighter to me. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of like you were saying, Kale, the, uh, the, the kind of like the lines on the wall that mm. they have that kind of, um, I don't know, electric kind of vibe to it. And they, they do a better job. Uh, at least in my eyes, or maybe my memory is just, you know, not great, or I didn't understand as a kid, but whatever. They do a better job kind of using the colors to tell you which way the water is spinning and stuff like that. I thought that the switches in particular in this dungeon were, like, in when I played this as a kid, I seem to remember having to change the, the main switches all the time in that first room where, like, you, you turn off the red switch and you turn on the yellow switch and, like, you, you push it. When I replayed it, I was just like... I was surprised that there was so there was a lot of switches, but they're like one-way switches. So yep. you push them and they sink in. So you know that you never have to go back and and turn them again. So like I actually only had to to switch the main switches once, like only one time, and then that was it. So I was like, okay, this is very manageable. Um, it wasn't like I wasn't ever lost. I don't think. I, I think that the the dungeon is is a lot more accessible. I would use that word. Um, so I was surprised by that because I I didn't have the fondest of memories of it. I will say, Al, that I uh, I agree about the ice arrows. I don't love the way that they kind of limit to where you can shoot. And I will also say, again, that I think that that's a disappointing item, a dungeon item. I like that in Ocarina of Time, ice arrows were completely optional. But I always got them and I was like, oh, these are so cool. But there was never really a need to use them. And there wasn't anywhere special that you... Like, they didn't do anything that the fire arrows couldn't do. They didn't damage enemies any, any more or any less. So I did like in this game that, like, you need ice arrows. But again, it's just like, it's like, okay, it's just another arrow. Like, I there's something to be said for the excitement of going into a dungeon and opening a chest. And, like, uh, it's the spinner. Wow, this is so cool. Or, like, it's it's the, the ball and chain. Or it's uh, it's the bead. Like, any of the, the classic items in Zelda, whereas, like, this game, it's like, here's your bow, here's an arrow, here's another arrow, here's another arrow. <laughs> so I, I think that that's disappointing. I think that the uh, this place has great many bosses. Um, Wart and uh, whatever the, the Frogzo's name is. Gecko. Uh, so, yeah. so Gecko, the, those the guys Frogzo. Cool. <laughs> yeah, but but I think that, how do you how do you say the boss's name? Uh, Guy- I was calling him George. Is that, is that right? That didn't start until I 
got involved with Zelda Dungeon 2. I always called him like Georg or Georg. I always said Georg. I like calling I mean, him I George. I think it's supposed to be like basically Gyogre. I think is what they're kind of implying here. Um, let's just call him George. Yeah, so George when you're fighting boy. George, this is my least favorite boss fight in the game. Um, especially, particularly when you're underground as a Zora. Because I feel like the controls for the swimming in the 3DS version are just like wonky. Like if you... There are certain times, and I noticed this especially while I was racing the beavers, that like if your camera isn't lined up perfectly behind you while you're swimming, it will like go to the side and stuff. And when you want to change directions, your camera won't move. And it, it like you actually notice this when you're Goron racing in, uh, not Goron racing, but you're the Goron in the moon, which we'll talk about in a little oh, bit. Yeah. Oh the, yeah. And the camera can be against you. And so like for this, it's like you got to be kind of precision moving to like hit the hit the switch that releases the, the mine like and then you know swim kind of close to to george and then swim away it's it felt like kind of clunky to me and i wasn't in love with it i don't like having to i had to redo this fight once and that sucked because i was like i do not want to do this fight ever again um i, I don't know this this fight to me is is the worst in the game i'm 100 percent on board with that i hated this boss fight and i go back to that to that first boss fight being really easy and it was just kind of weird because the rest of the boss fights are not that easy and while go is a lot of fun george georg whatever is he's difficult but not in a fun way like not in a oh i like a challenge kind of way it's just a pain right it's a huge pain yeah it's like the mechanics are what makes it difficult yeah. not the boss exactly yeah georgie i don't know georgie boy he's he's kind of a troll um, I think that the big detriment, I guess, to this to this boss fight is is the phase two part. Um, it seems like there's just times where he just doesn't want to play nice, and he'll um, like you'll you'll pop off like a couple mines and and pluck them out of their little like bubbles. Um, nothing feels worse too than when you're swimming, and you like you clip the uh, the bubble part. And then for some reason, it, it feels like it just the chain wasn't long enough, and you pop the bubble, and then boom, you hit it and explode. Mm -hmm. That happens a bit. I feel like it's like a weird hitbox on there. Mm -hmm. um, I I've noticed that in the in the 3D version, um, George can be a little bit of a pain, but um, I think it's I think it's some of like the AI on him. I've had some weird stuff with George where he'll just like disappear into the wall. Um, I've been able to freeze platforms and then just hop up on top of those and, and try to shoot him and, and cheat a little bit. So when he lowers that platform, you can actually, uh, like the central platform, you can freeze part of it, uh, like one of the, the water areas, and hop onto that and then shoot him from mm -hmm. above. You can actually knock him out a couple times from there. Very hard to do um, because he just goes all over the place. I think the AI for him is just a little wonky. But he's, I don't know, he's not, he's not, uh, he's no goat. He's no goat. He's no goat. That's for sure. Let's leave it at that. All right, so let's move on and uh, let's talk about another little mini dungeon here. And I think that this is actually my favorite, like, dungeon in the entire game. Um, and I'm talking about the well and Icona Castle. I, re I really, like, I love the the whole aesthetic here. It's creepy. I really, really like how you have to put the Gibdo mask on and go in the well, and like you got to bring 
to give those these random items like bugs and hot water and fish and it's just like it's so bizarre but it's like and it's such a different kind of uh it's a different kind of approach to your usual maze or whatever that you'd have in zelda i i really love that and then iconic castle i think is, is pretty cool too it's like it's short but it's long enough to feel kind of like involved um i think that the image of the gibdos in the Redeads dancing when you have your gibdo mask on is just like surreal it's just so <laughs> bizarre like they're literally doing the can can yeah <laughs> it's it, it's just like okay this is so majora's mask uh you know it's just it's so it just really emphasizes what this game is all about uh you get a great item you get the mirror shield and the mirror shield looks really cool and you have a uh, a pretty cool boss fight um with the uh with the king of iconic castle and which is like i think it's one of the better boss fights in the game actually the only negative thing about it is the bickering after the boss fight is done they kind of stole the the twin rova gimmick and they have the two soldiers kind of bickering as they're dying that goes on for far too long but aside from that i think everything about this is really cool oh yeah that that bickering goes on for way long so it'll they'll say feeble like a million times and they just go back and yeah. forth with that on the N64 version. No quick text. Oh. That entire area seems to take like an eternity. <laughs> just with the dialogue. <laughs> That's fair. I um I I want to agree with the uh, the creepy part of it and like the surrealness of it because the rest of the game feels kind of creepy, especially with the music in every area like the Great Bay Beach. You know, is kind of creepy music going up the mountain. The music is definitely, it feels very supernatural when you're going up there. But, like, this is, like, it takes all that and then times it by 10. And it's just super, just, the energy there is just, I don't know. I feel like it epitomizes the entire game there at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, And I actually really, I don't, this is always the portion where I stop playing this game because I don't, I've never liked Stone Tower Temple. So I didn't remember the the castle but i really like the castle and i don't know it's short and it's um it's kind of easy to get through and it's it's not too difficult um i, I don't have much more to say than it kind of felt like i was experiencing it for the first time all over again and it wasn't that bad i liked it that's it that's all i have to say mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i think at this point in the game when you get to Iconic castle You've been through Great Bay, which is kind of like this, you know, it, it can be this confusing maze of like going which way, this way, hitting switches, etc. Um, Snowhead is kind of the same thing where like it's pretty easy to get turned around. So like I think by this point in the game, I'm just appreciating that it's like a straightforward yeah. dungeon that you have obstacles to overcome and then you go to the next room and then like, you know what, there's not like, there's not a lot of uh, gimmicks to it. It's just straightforward and you know what you need to do and... The only thing you have to do is actually, you know, do it. Exactly. So I, I like that. Yeah. I think the best part of the castle is you walk in and it's just like, all right, I go to the right. I can't go anywhere. All right, well, I'll go to the left. And that's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, some quirky things here. Um, it's it's like a weird trading sequence that seems to, like, fall into this game. And, and that's cool. Um, you can get a majority of the items in the actual well. It's, or not a majority, but you can get a few of them within the well itself. Um, if you've played the game before, if you're following a guide, it's a little bit easier because 
you know exactly what items you can scoop up to to get through it quickly. Mm -hmm. um, or without having to like leave the well, come back, talk to another Gibdo. Oh, I went through this room. Okay. I could see a lot of people getting frustrated, particularly with the well and the castle, for um, having to leave to get more items to come back. And I think mm -hmm. that one thing with the castle that might be a frustration factor for a couple people that are listening is if you got to this area and for whatever reason you you didn't have a powder keg you do need yeah, the powder keg i could see that um that's good and point. it's I, I don't like the powder keg i don't think it's the uh the best item in this game it seems like it's kind of a arbitrary thing that you wouldn't need mm -hmm. to uh you know it's just like it's another bomb like why couldn't you just drop a couple bombs instead on there yeah um you really only need to use it a few times too so that is something I could see people getting a little upsetty spaghetti about. Um, having to bring, like, not only this laundry list of, like, all right, I gotta get fish, I gotta get milk, gotta get this. It's like a, a laundry list of, of things to bring. And it's like, oh man, you know, I gotta get that, um, gotta get that powder keg too. That being said, the castle itself is really cool. It's nice and short, super short and sweet. Um, you fight Egos to Akana. And his his little cronies, uh, he's a good fight. He's he's a really fun like mini boss, and you learn that sweet sweet elegy of emptiness. Ugh. Best song in the game. Ugh. I want to say, ugh. to be fair about the the powder keg though, what are those guys that you summon with the the mask that you get from the brothers? What are those enemies? Oh, called? the Garrow. The Garrow. One of them tells you that you need a powder keg before you even enter the the castle. Yeah. So I mean. That's fair. Just to be fair, because I I know there's a lot of people that go through the go through that area without fighting the Garrow because you don't have to fight them if you don't put on the mask. But for mm. me, I didn't remember anything from that portion of the game at all. So I was talking to all the Garrow. And you're fighting them in that cool like Fight Club fire ring. Yeah, I sucked at those fights, but I still I still talk to every single one of them. <laughs> yeah, it's a little surreal too, where you're fighting. Um, like this is a place where you are literally like communicating and fighting the dead or the undead. Right. Um, I always thought that was cool. It's it's got like a Dracula's castle kind of vibe. You're fighting like this this king undead guy. Um, it's funny when you actually a uh, little Easter egg if you're wearing the captain's hat. After you um, fight off the two cronies, uh, Egos to Akana is like he, he. There's a little like scene that he goes with. It's 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 a funny, it's a funny little scene. Hmm. Definitely uh, look it up. Do a little extra homework on top of the show. It's a funny scene. I speaking of Easter eggs, and I know we've been talking about this for a little while, but like, I noticed something when I was in the castle on one of the pillars on the. If you're facing the castle on the right side, there's a paper airplane. Yes, really? and I was standing there, and I was like, why is there a paper airplane here? And I was trying to look it up, and nobody knows why. It's just an Easter egg, and I'm like, but an Easter egg huh. what? There's literally a paper airplane huh. on one of those pillars. I don't think I've ever noticed that before. you got to take a screenshot of that and uh, tweet it out so that we can all check that out. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. There you go. All right, let's, uh, let's, let's keep it moving here. Uh, you mentioned it before, the elegy of emptiness and i certainly felt empty after playing this multiple <laughs> times let's talk about stone tower it's impossible for me to separate 
The Elegy of Emptiness, and Stone Tower. So I'm not going to. I, you know, this is a lot of people. A lot of people say that this is one of the greatest dungeons in the Zelda series, and I, I don't agree. Um, I think again, it's it's pretty good. It's not terrible. It's not fantastic. And I think that what brings it down for me is a large part the Elegy of Emptiness. Getting to the dungeon, I think, is terrible. <laughs> uh, it's better on the 3D version for sure. They kind of speed up the animation for the Elegy, but like. Just having to play the song three times in a row, over and over, yep. and like you have to watch the animation for your creepy little doll to come, and you have to <laughs> you have to do this like three times getting into the Stone Tower Temple, and there is a room in Stone Tower where you have to play the elegy and you have to to get some switches pressed or whatever, and every time you leave this room, it immediately resets. Yes. I'm okay doing it once, but like especially in stone tower especially with how confusing the fairies are in this in this dungeon Mm -hmm. especially knowing that you have to go like you can't just complete you can't get all the fairies uh in once when it's flipped and then once when it's inverted and then you have to go back and flip it again so like you have to do this room several times and you have to play the song over and over and to me it's just like it's such a drag that's that's my biggest complaint about the the stone tower temple um, you have to fight Wizrobe again, which I think is super lame. <laughs> I think that the flipping gimmick of the of the dungeon is cool, but I don't know. Like I I don't know if I wanted them to use it more or less is, is kind of where I'm at. Because like when I was my original thought was like, well, they don't use this gimmick very much in, in how the castle operates. You just flip it once and that's kind of it. And then I'm thinking to myself like. Well, actually, you do have that one room where you got to move the block and you got to flip the room over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of turned into like, well, that also kind of sucked though. So maybe they shouldn't use this gimmick more. So like, it uh, the room's a little tedious. It, I, I don't know. Yeah, and I think at this point in the game, I was just like, man, I would love if they had kind of kind of like there's a permanent button for the ocarina. If there were a permanent button for all three masks. Because typically, like you do, you do Woodfall, you're gonna be the Deku. You do Snow Edge, you're gonna be the Goron. You're, you're, you know, etc., etc. So this dungeon, you're frequently switching between Zora, Goron, Deku. So there's a lot of just time where you have to open up your menu, switch out your masks, and rearrange your inventory. And I feel like that also drags down the experience for me as well. So it's like, it, it's kind of. Um, it's not a momentum killer in the sense that like it's still a good dungeon. There's lots of good puzzles, um, but it it takes longer than it should between the elegy, between switching masks. Um, again, whiz robe like just <laughs> not not the best. And this is another one where it's like more arrows. Like you get light arrows. It's just disappointing to me that like you go through. There's four there's four dungeons in this game, and every item that you get is either a bow or an arrow, and it's like. I, I don't know. I, I was just like kind of disappointed by that. It would, you know, if you got light arrows in here, that would be one thing. If you didn't get ice arrows and fire arrows in the two dungeons prior, or if there were like, even if there were like two extra dungeons that kind of spaced out, but like literally you just get like bam, 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 arrow, arrow, arrow. So to me, I'm just like, I don't love the the item. The gimmick is okay. The, the dungeon itself feels kind of slow. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't know that I agree with a lot of people's opinion that this is one of the greatest dungeons in the Zelda series. It does have great music. That is, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, it has great music. 
Um, and the boss fight is cool, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. To me, it's just not in that upper echelon of dungeons. Again, it's it's okay. I, I okay. <laughs> this is funny because when I played it on Friday, I was kind of like, you know, this dungeon's not so bad. But now that I've kind of sat on it for a couple days, I was, I'm just like, eh, I really don't care for Stone Tower at all. I am sorry. And I'm saying I'm sorry to Catherine, too, because she, this is her favorite dungeon in Mishra's Mask, and she's going to kill me. But I I don't like it. It's it's def I remembered why I always stop at that portion of the game, because it's like, it's like Twilight Princess Dungeons to me. It's such a chore to do, especially when you're trying to get all the fairies, because you don't want to go back into that dungeon to get fairies again. Um, playing the Elegy of Emptiness a million at times, if you don't... If you're not using a guide and you don't know how to do this dungeon, like, if you're a speedrunner and you know how to do this dungeon, great. You know, like, you know how many times you have to play the Elegy of Emptiness. You know exactly what you have to do. It's not a big deal. But for me, if I wasn't using a guide, I could see myself playing that song at least 40 times. Like, it's ridiculous. And I don't know what else to say except that it's just, like, it just feels like a chore. It's one of those chore dungeons that you don't want to do. And it sucks because the Icana region is so cool and um, creepy and, like, iconic for Majora's Mask, but the dungeon doesn't... It doesn't correlate with me at all. And then uh, what I was going to say about the music, I think it's funny because I often hear people say that Stone Tower music is great, but they hate the song, The Elegy of Emptiness, but that song is... I don't know about anybody else, and I'm not super musically inclined, but I'm pretty sure The Elegy of Emptiness is part of Stone Tower Temple theme song. That's it. Kevin, can you confirm or deny that? Uh, it's similar. I don't know if it takes all the notes, but yeah, I mean, it's... There's kind of these pauses we're all yeah. thinking, like, how does this I'm go? Thinking about, so the problem with the LG of Emptiness is it doesn't sound like da-da-da-da-da-da-da. To me, it sounds like da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Like, because <laughs> you you're just so like, fast. all right, like, mash it, mash it, Zaxi Rixi. Um, right. You're really just trying to like jam through it. Um, yeah, the theme is actually yeah, it's there. See, that's what I'm saying. Cause I was humming it, I was like, yeah, this is a good tune. I kind of get it. And then I was thinking about it, and I was like, this is literally the elegy of emptiness. Just it just There's... sounds a little more bopping than. <laughs> yeah, it's it's jazzed up a little. <laughs> it's definitely jazzed up. I don't know. I I like Stone Tower. I like all the dungeons in this game, but I flip back and forth between Great Bay and Stone Tower being my favorites. I agree, Andy. I feel like um, having the masks as like a and a hot button, I guess, or like maybe on like the touch screen mm -hmm. uh, would be great. I also think that, that I don't know how it would happen, but I feel like the Elegy of Emptiness also could have had like the Iron Boots treatment. Like from Ocarina of Time, where it, it was just yeah. like a button, and it's like you you transform to the mask, you press the button, you drop a statue down, and maybe the chime plays while you're still able to like walk around. Um, right. I don't know how well that that could have been incorporated. I like that you can play the elegy, and you can like kind of time out of that cutscene a little bit quicker, kind of like the Song of Soaring. Um, but even when you do that, it doesn't it doesn't click the switch down. Um, and I'm thinking about this with, like, the blocks before, like, the actual temple. Um, 
it won't click the block or that switch down. So the block will move like after. So you're like off the switch, and then this like stone tower block moves and like slides forward. You get like a ton of extra cutscenes and, and timing. I think that's kind of what takes away from this a bit is that you have to play the song, go to the ocarina, press all the buttons, and then like you're right. like turning into your little um, weird looking marionette creature. And then, um, you know, then the switch is down. Um, the thing about this temple that I really enjoy is it feels like a nice wrap-up to, like, the mechanics of the game where you're using the Deku Mask, you're using the Zora Mask, you're using the Goron Mask, you're using the items that they've given you. Um, you have a little bit of a mix of, like, the new stuff that you've picked up and then things that you used in, like, the original, like, in the first, second, and third temples. I think they used the transformation masks really well. There's, like, rooms where it's like, this is the Deku Mask room. This is the Goron room. This is the, the Zora room. And I, I think they do a good job of breaking that up so you're not going through the inventory too much, but there is there is some tedium here. Um, I, I don't think we really spoke about them either. I love the mini-bosses in this place, barring the Wizrobe. Um, we've got two really awesome mini-bosses that you fight in here. You have the Garrow Master, who I'm not going to get too much into with, like, the lore, but there's some, like, theories around, like, why he's kind of, like, trapped in this in this temple. Um, there's a lot of interesting ways that you can, like, take him down. You can shoot him with the Ice Arrows that actually do extra damage, freezes him, you can get him in some Jump Slashes, you can do Deku Nuts. Um, and we have our really unique mini-boss, Gomez, who um, is uh, affectionately referred to as Batman. Uh, this big, like, weirdo, creepy Grim Reaper, Dracula, bat creature with a scythe. He's got a bunch of bats, and he, like, swirls towards you with a scythe. I mean, what a cool boss. He's pretty badass, actually. Yeah, yeah. like, he, he... Heck, he could have been uh, the boss of Woodfall. Would have been a lot cooler yeah. than, like, Adawa that you get fighting the Grim Reaper. Mm -hmm. Um, he is cool. Same with Garrow Master. Um, I think also, too, he's kind of like a good warm-up for Majora, where you're, like, using the light arrows a bit and kind of getting that flow of, like, stunning people with them. Um, yeah, I, I like this temple. I like the music. I like the mini-bosses. Um, for anything that you could say negatively about Twin Mold, uh, Phase 1 is fine. Phase 2 is a bit much sometimes uh he can bop you around a little bit um you definitely want to have some fairies and you want to have either the chateau romani or you just want to roll through and pick up some hearts from the uh little baby twin molds or the um those pillars of the magic but man does it make up for it big time with the giant young link doing some wrestling moves <laughs> you get him you know um that fight that fight is cool However, I experienced something when I was fighting him where, like, I, I, it had been a while, and I forgot that you need to pick up those boulders and throw it at Twin Mold, and that's what stuns him, and then you can just grab his tail. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, I wasted one of the boulders, and I was like, ah, god damn it. So I have to go and, and beat him up, basically. That takes forever. It does. It does. And he'll just dip forever. out way too quickly. It's brutal. And like if you if you didn't you know, whale on him. like that you had to use those oh man. 
And so even so, I wasted one, and I used the other two. I had to do. I had to beat him up two more times to to smack him and and beat him, and like it took forever. So again, it's just like this should be really cool, but like he just doesn't stop for you to beat him up. So it's like I feel like if you're punching him, you should just stop and you can stun him for a second. And it's just like it's he like, takes God, too many I hits. I want this to be over. Yeah. For yeah, the punches, exactly. he takes too many hits, and he also the big problem I think is that whenever like if you don't get like. 35 uh, good right hooks on him. He'll go down and go through the sand, and his health resets. Oh, right. I didn't know it, that. It, it, it just, yeah, like, it so you're like, man, this guy is like, this guy is invincible. How do you beat him? How do you stop this guy? <laughs> I love how Andy said, like, even if you don't know how to use the boulders, if you don't know that you're supposed to use the boulders, that was me. <laughs> that yeah, was they're me not the just there night. for show. And Catherine came in, and she's like, why aren't you using the boulders? <laughs> yeah. So, oh. I mean, if if you know to scoop those rocks up and throw it at them, and another fun trick for anyone, for you guys and for anyone listening, too, this is like your classic, like, Mario 64 controls here with the uh, it, with the circle pad. If you, if you pick up uh, Twin Mold by the tail, you could also pick up Twin Mold by the head. I don't know if you guys knew this. It, it focuses in on the tail, but you can uh, pick up Twin Mold by the head, and you get him in like in like a headlock and like a chokehold. If you spin that circle pad around while you're doing either the the big Cesaro swing or the uh, the headlock on him, <laughs> you can knock him out in three times. Okay. So if you okay. don't do that, I think it takes a fourth. Where the hell time. were you last week? Yeah, yeah I should have been given these tips. You? I was saving it for the boss or for the uh, dungeons episode. Oh my god. Um, okay, I have I have one more critique. I'm, I'm sorry, Kevin. I didn't mean to cut you off. I should finish. Yeah, no, part. I was just gonna say. So you've got you've got two rocks. If you nail him with both of the rocks, and then you get him uh, with all the the haymakers that you throw at him, you really only need to do the punching once. So. Okay. Well, he, stuff takes, you, he takes extra four hits, like there. you have three rocks. In my in my experience, like he, there was yeah. three times where I had to whip his tail, or four times where I had to whip his tail until he was dead. So you have three rocks, so you need to only do the punching once, ideally, but I had to do it twice, and it sucked. <laughs> um, moving on from Stone Tower, I have, I have one kind of critique about Stone Tower before you know we, we kind of wrap things sure. up here. I, I think that, like, for how difficult the fairies are to get in this dungeon, and they are difficult. Like if you, if you go through this and you don't hit like, like on your first go through before you flip it, if you don't hit all the switches for the chests to appear in the inverted castle, oh, yeah. you have to flip it and go back and get them. If you don't hit all the switches in the inverted castle, for then you have to go back when you flip it as like kind of a bonus time going back in. You have to go back. So like it's very plausible that you have to flip flop this castle like like five times to get all the fairies if you don't know what you're doing luckily i i only had to do it the once like i i went through hit all the switches inverted it got all the fairies hit all the switches went back got all the fairies which is fine but for all that work you get the fairy sword which is like the greatest fairy sword it's terrible because it's an item item. for all for all that work this should be your sword this replaces the razor sword there, the there's no reason, no re- or the gilded sword or whatever. There's no reason that you've just went through and done all this work to get this useless item at the end of the game <laughs> because it it is it's useless. It, you're not going to use it. 
if you, especially at this point in the game, yeah. you're, you're near the end of the game, presumably a lot of people are going to ha- to be getting the fierce deity mask. So it's like, it's like you're not going to use this stupid item when you have that mask that gives you this badass sword. So like, why isn't this just your regular sword? Why doesn't it just replace what you have? I I hate it that. is weird I that it it's then. an item. I don't like it now. It's yeah, very odd. It's dumb. I think it's because you have to use uh, both hands. So it's sort of like the Bagoron sword. Oh, I, I don't want to hear that's, that. Hey, that's I'm I'm speaking from a gameplay perspective here. I like the way it looks though. No, it's cool. I, it's especially cool in Soul Calibur cool 2. It's a very cool looking right? sword. Actually, that's what I remember BA. that sword from yeah. in particular. Yeah. Restored your health and stuff Gosh. too. Oh man, it was great. You always wanted that. There's a lot of cool items in Soul Calibur those, 2 actually. Armos swords. Anyways, that's my last critique. Um, very, very quickly, because I know that we're running long here. Um, we talked about the final battle with Majora last week, so let's just very, very quickly touch upon the moon. Not really a dungeon per se, but if you choose to do all the little rooms, um, you can get a little bit of extra uh, gameplay out of the out of the game. I think that the uh, Odalwa and Twinmold rooms are pretty forgettable. They're pretty straightforward. They are what they are. I think the uh, the Gyarg room kind of sucks because of the problems that we've mentioned with swimming in this game where it's a little bit slower. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I, that's not my favorite, but I love the goat room where you're rolling around as a Goron. It's I know weird. earlier I was complaining. Like, it, the camera can be really against you. Yeah. And I, what I found is that uh, because I play on the new 3DS, so if you... Just never the touch the 3DS has a little pad. nub. Right. It has, it has a nub for the camera on the top right. And if you touch that, you're doomed because the camera will just stay fixed and it won't kind of change and go behind you when you're rolling. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I that that room is just so fun to do. Uh, I have a blast. That's probably the uh, the highlight of the moon, I think. Other than the fact that the moon itself is like this beautiful field. Just, again, another great example of Majora's Mask flipping your expectations on its head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's surreal. Head. Yeah, there you go. The moon. I love it. Any parting thoughts about the moon before we uh, before we get on out of here, guys? I just think that, and I didn't do the moon in my recent playthrough, but from what I remember, you know how almost every Zelda game has that last, you know, dungeon feel. It's a castle. It's Ganon's castle, whatever. And you kind of go through all the, mm. the areas that you've been through. I feel like this is the most interesting just because of that tree in that central area. Yes. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all I had to say. <laughs> the moon's creepy. It's weird. You have like all of the uh, children wearing the masks of the remains of like the bosses that you just went through and slaughtered. And they're all hanging out like playing tag. You talk to the kid wearing Majora's mask, and you're like, "Okay, oh great, just give me your mask." And it's like, "Oh wait, no, we have to fight." It's weird. It's very, very. Um, it's super out it's there, and it's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love that part. And it's like, looking back, and I'm going to do a little retrospective here really quick, but looking back and doing that in, like, 2001, um, and doing that now, like, looking at it a bit more, like, critical, it's just like, the 10-year-old in me took it for granted, where now it's just like, man, this is some, like, weird stuff. It's deep. Yeah. That's what it is. It's very it's weird. It's like there's like too much imagery. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, one of the most um I keep on using the word surreal, but like just I'll I'll never forget going to the to the moon for the first time and just completely 
flipping what I thought was going to happen on its head. Mm-hmm. So I think that that, again, is uh, one of the strengths of Majora's Mask. I don't think the dungeons are a strength of Majora's Mask. I think that they're pretty good. They serve their purpose. They're uh, they're not going to go down as the greatest. They're not going to go down as the worst. Um, but we hope that this episode went down as one of our greatest episodes. And I think it did, by God. We talked uh, a lot of good in-depth analysis on the dungeons of Majora's Mask. And uh, we're not done yet. Next week is all about the side quests of Majora's Mask, the meat and potatoes and the heart and soul of this game. And that is what I am looking forward to diving into. And I can't wait. That's going to be a good time. Uh, We hope that you guys listening had a good time. Uh, Of course, check us out over on Twitter. I am at Spateri316. Allison is at Allison Aletha. Kevin is at Shabazzle. If you want to watch Allison struggle playing Majora's Mask, definitely check her out over on Twitch at Allison Aletha. I was there the other night. Had a good time. Uh, Lots of fun to be had. Of course, we want you guys to head on over to iTunes and uh, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe. Tell a Zelda fan in your life where they can get their Zelda fix. Tell them about the Champions cast. Uh, Leave us a five-star review if you think that we've earned it. That's it. That's all for this week. Uh, Thank you for listening, guys, and we will see you back here next week for week three of our Majora's Mask 20th Anniversary Retrospective. Until then, have a happy Easter, and we will see you then.